show number one show number one put the the instrumentals in there too yeah, yeah we're gonna have that we're gonna have that we're gonna have all you know we're gonna work out all the kinks first one test you know a little test run but yeah so like uh we should just try to give them a little intro first for sure so this is free love radio we decided on free love uh give us a little background on uh, the name free love because that's been used before right Cass? yeah yeah free love um it started off with uh kind of like a collaboration with a. Uh, Uncommon Value, UV. Um, we actually decided to try to throw like a show, and then um, our main uh, like goal was to do something kind of like free and just, just to do it just to kind of like you know like free love, throw it out there, just something for like a good time for positivity, nothing like too crazy or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. And then. Uh, and it's spelled F R E E L U V, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we took you know. It's been around like free love. It's like uh, like the hippies and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we're in, it's funny that we're in San Francisco now too. Of course. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's kind of like where it started. So. You know, uh, uh, the flower flower children, the during the '60s. You know, the peace love around the time of Woodstock and all that. Mm-hmm. San Francisco is definitely a place <clears throat> for all of them to come through. But yeah, let's uh, start on the introductions. Um, my name is Steven. I go by the moniker Vibrock. Uh, longtime resident here of San Francisco, California. Um, and uh, what else can I say? I mean, I have a nine to five. I'm a nursing assistant. Uh, do good work over there. Um, do music on the side. I don't want to say do music on the side. I do. Don't music. even say side. It's yeah, side. it's just if music gets done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On on the times that we're not work, uh, I'm not working. But <clears throat> yeah, been rocking uh, with my boy Cassia for a long time. Uh, since man, the inception of Two Nine. And we're gonna yeah. get all into all of the history background after the little introductions and whatnot, but. Um, yeah, just been living here in San Francisco doing my thing. Hey, tell them about the stuff that you do, like your hobbies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, so uh, aside from the music, I'm a, I'm a, a huge wrestling mark. <laughs> I watch a lot of wrestling, I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, a lot, you know, um, go to the shows and whatnot. I'm going to WrestleMania. I went to WrestleMania last year because it was in my backyard, basically, you know, it was here in Santa Clara. So if I miss that, you know, what kind of fan am I, right? So For sure. Well, I caught the bug, the WrestleMania bug, and um, me and the homies are going to uh, Texas. We're going to Texas for uh, WrestleMania this year, so that's going to be something to look forward to later on this year. Well, actually, not even later on, like a couple months, uh, like the end of March. So <clears throat> other than that... Um, I don't know, man. I'm big, uh, I don't know how to say fan, but like, uh, I like, I like to immerse myself in the culture of hip hop. I mean, being an 80s baby and growing up in the 90s and just hearing all the, you know, the, the golden era days and like a lot of influence on me and like my homies and like you know the culture that turned out to be like a lot a world phenomenon everyone's like on this hip-hop thing you know on this rap thing so <clears throat> i like to dive into you know the history and all of that stuff i like 
non-trivial shit. Like, I think the longer this goes on, if we continue to do this, you'll feel out the personalities of both of us, and you'll see what I'm talking about, you know? Sure. Other than, uh... I train jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I train jiu-jitsu um, when, I, when I can. Uh, work takes up a lot of my time and energy, but, you know, trying to <clears throat> get back on the on the horse, so to speak. What do you train at? Uh, Shout-outs to Charles Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Daly City, California. Shout-outs to my professor, Clint, and all the bros out there rolling. <laughs> rolling. <laughs> Tapping people out, making people nap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. You, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to give it all out or not say give it all out. I just want you to, you know, like discover as 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 it goes. As it goes, yeah, basically as it goes. But um, yeah, man. How about you? Name's Cass. I'm always like at introductions because like I really don't know what the fuck to say. Um. I'm probably like one of the most random dudes you'll ever meet. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, I enjoy like the arts and uh, try to just get in where I can, where I, you know, I, I have a more independent uh, mind. I feel like true, uh, but I'm not, I'm not like super judgmental or anything like that. But uh, yeah, my background is uh, I was working as a tattoo artist for a while back in San Diego. Just moved up to San Francisco to work for for Monster. I don't even know if I should be saying this right now, but you know, <laughs> shout out to Monster though. I got, some, I got, I got some uh, Monster spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's that uh, that team uh, team uh, building right there. Oh, you know that. It's <laughs> that corporate shit. But uh, yeah. What else? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've just always been like like Steve, like a like a lover of hip hop. Should I should I prefer you to Steve or Vibrock? Oh. I, I guess Vibrock for the... For uh, we, we official, we official. <laughs> Vibrock and uh, Cass. Cass, Cass, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. whatever, you know <laughs> My real name is Alvin. <laughs> oh, oh that's that's behind the... That's, not too many people know that, man. Not, not like, even, like, Honestly, your friends. Like, a lot of your friends, I don't think, really, like, know that. I think uh, they're starting to know it, but... Because you can know my name's Alvin, but don't you call me Alvin, though. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you dare call him that shit. No, Catch like, you slipping. <laughs> it's not even a thing. That's just like, that's my name. Yeah. I like to be, to be quite honest, bro. Like, it took me a while to find out your real name. Cause, oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Like, because, I mean, we always call you Cass. And, I mean, I'm not going to question the dude's name. I'm just like, hey, that's Cass. That's Cass right there. No one's going to correct me and say that's, no, that's Alvin. That's just funny though. <laughs> I say the the way I got a, you know how I got the, the nickname Cass. I'm, I'm guessing your last name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I ever tell you how it came about? Nah. It was like when I used to be in the Navy. Uh, like uh, everybody, everybody gets called their last name, right? So mm-hmm. my last name was Casasola, so no one could pronounce Casasola, you know. Yeah. So like one of the one of my supervisors started calling me Cass. Hey. And I was like, okay, Cass, whatever. Lucky accidental hotness right there. <laughs> you know, that's like, you know, that shit was blessed on me, so fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, like, like, nicknames you don't really get, right? Like, you don't yeah. really pick it yourself. You kind of, like, get it, like like you said, blessed upon you. Or, like, someone gives you like, that moniker. Yeah, you fall right? into it by accident, something like that. But yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you can't be calling yourself, like, I don't know. I also feel like it's, like, the nickname thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess to get the get the introduction even more, like smoothed out I, I guess we could like 
ask each other questions and shit, you know? Like, <laughs> behind the scenes type shit. Like, I've always, I've always been interested in that. I don't think, like, our, our sit-down conversations before in the past, like, how did you get into um, tattooing and uh, becoming a tattoo artist? Give us a little background or, like, a whole background if you feel like it. Uh, with tattooing, I don't know. It's like... <laughs> Like I don't really, I didn't really like to. I didn't really like tattoos until like later on, until I started traveling and um, like moving away from my hometown and stuff. And I didn't really like. I didn't really see myself trying to do tattoos. Shout out to the hometown, though. Oh yeah, Reno, Nevada. That's that's the hometown. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> yeah, like I just remember having like this ex-girlfriend that had like more tattoos than me. Oh. And like I think it was getting exposed to them. Cause like at first I, th- I used to think like traditional tattoos were kind of like ugly, you know they were like hella old school looking, like like the like the sailor tattoos and yeah, like, like the, the biker tattoos. Yeah, like the biker tattoos, the sailor tattoos, like, like uh, the the heart with mom wrapped around it with a dagger <laughs> through it. <laughs> That's funny because I'm not what's gonna end up on my neck probably. Hey, shout out to that though. Yeah, I'm um, have my parents on my <clears> neck. So but, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Um, were you always like a, as a as a kid an avid like drawer? Like, did you like draw cartoons or? See, that's the thing that kind of fucks me up when I'm like, as far as being a tattoo artist, mm-hmm. I wasn't super like graphic. Like, I wasn't really like drawing like cartoons or like you know things like that. I was more on like design and and like uh, like the way I fuck with colors. You know, I had like the certain sense for it, but I wasn't very like graphic wise. Like, like, like I couldn't just draw you like a fucking horse, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I could like, I could kill like a layout or something like just maybe on a more like broader scheme of design. But I think I still had that sense. So when when like along life like I guess your later teen or like early twenties is that when you started to get into it more or? Yeah, it was like uh like shit. I was in the navy and for some reason like I wasn't so like happy doing like a grind type of job where. I'm doing the same shit every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to those people, like people yeah, like, yeah. like Grease Monkeys or um, people that are just doing shit, you know. Like, those lunch pail cats are just clocking and clock out. For real, like, you Blue know. Blue collar workers, for sure. Like, you don't even know what kind of, like, environment the shipyard is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it was a good experience, and it's like, shout out to those people, because, you know, they, they, they definitely left the foundation for a lot of shit, but I want to do some art, you know. Like... <clears throat> I started drawing like when I was on a cruise, drawing these little sketchbooks, yeah. and I still have those. And when I look at them, they're like, "Dude, I had so many terrible drawings and shit." Hey, but that's like the genesis of all of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's Not, where you came from. <laughs> Honestly, I still have like I feel like I still have like I could still improve, but I don't know. I mean, that's I mean that's my everything. Though, that's right? life. That's <laughs> life. <laughs> but I'm like, what? What was I guess the catalyst to like? Okay, I'm going to be a tattoo artist. Oh, it's because uh, I got a really bad tattoo. Oh, <laughs> word. And someone was like, yo. Is that, is that for real? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Someone was like, yo, you could probably get did better. I'm like, oh, what? And I'm like, true. <laughs> <laughs> true. In, in a perfect cast, uh, you know, excited fashion. True. Excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. No, uh, I never knew that. That's what's up. So you, you. But it was like, yo, it was all by accident, too. And like. After that conversation I had with someone's like, you know, I could have did a better job. I didn't really act on it. Yeah. But then I remember working for like, this is after I got out of the military, I was working a security job for a mall. 
and I was just like hating life. Like I was sitting here driving the shuttle bus around and shit. And I was just like, I ain't doing shit with my life. Humble beginnings, humble beginnings, (laughs) right? I mean, I still ain't shit, but (laughs) hey, hey, two regular ass dudes doing a podcast. Here it is. Uh, So, um, but you have a kind of more special background in tattooing because the guy you apprenticed under is, I guess that's the word, is the. the former tattoo artist of uh, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick is that true is that is that real it really depends on Colin Kaepernick's uh, rep right now <laughs> yeah, <for San Francisco. laughs> uh, no, yeah he, he blasted his whole back but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what's his name shout out his name oh Ness yeah Ness. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Endless Inc and, and, and Reno Nevada for sure you know what I'm saying if you, if you ever in that area let him know <laughs> I don't know the number, you know. So. <laughs> you can Google it. Do, do Google your Googles. <laughs> do your Googles, son. Hey, have you ever seen that interview with uh, Fredo Starr and uh, Charlemagne? Nah, nah. You like, know who Fredo Starr is? Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit is fucking hilarious. <laughs> but yeah. He said, do you? <laughs> Why is that with that? It's because uh, he brought up this whole thing about... Uh, 50, uh, like, I guess punching him out one time. Okay, 50 cent? 50 cent? He asked him about it. Like, that was, like, the first question of the interview and shit. And I was just like... And what'd he say? Uh, you just gotta wait. (laughs) (laughs) It was just funny. There's nothing that I could do to reenact that shit. (laughs) That's kind of moment. Right now in the background, we got, um... For our viewing... Just just for us here, we got Manny Pacquiao versus Eric uh, Morales... Miss Mar- Eddie Morales too. Two, two. This is after the fucking. This is a revenge, bro. <laughs> Yo, get, Manny you know, Pacquiao about stimulus. to have his uh, supposed last fight. Yeah, against um, uh, Bradley, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, Bradley's a new type of fighter. He's actually um, he's Desert, in there with Desert uh, Storm. His newest trainer is uh, Teddy Atlas. Oh no shit. Yeah, you know you, you know Teddy Atlas, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know like. Well, he's like, like a, his background, but I've heard his name been thrown around. See, I don't like we on the podcast now, so I got to be like mad accurate and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking, it'll get there. <laughs> yeah. It'll get there. But uh, I think Teddy Atlas is one of the ones that would train him. Um, he was like an assistant trainer under Customato. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and for those who don't know, Customato is the trainer or the first trainer. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. When he was a beast, you know, like. Man, I've seen a clip of him hitting the bag for, I think it was a commercial. Mm-hmm. That guy's kind of probably like late 40s, early 50s. Who, uh, Teddy Tyson? No, Ty- Tyson. Oh, Tyson. Tyson. Yeah, yeah. And, um, man, does that dude can make that bag pop like we were saying earlier. Still. It's just digging into that sucker. Straight leather. And he's in the, um, I don't know if you caught the, the, the fight scene. For Ip Man 3 Oh yeah He's the villain now Yeah I, I think I don't know But I, the, there's um, Footage of the fight scene Going around And Man Tyson in his age right now Doing fighting scenes He still look money mm. I mean I'm pretty sure He still gets in shape That's what's tight about boxing You know Yeah Oh Give you that work Speaking yet. of transition Here's the transition Here's the You know You box You, know, you train slight, You know train. Slight work you Yeah know. slight work Yeah <laughs> I don't I don't know. I know there's levels to boxing, so I don't, yeah. even, I don't know. I'm just remaining humble, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't trying to say that's like, that. That's that post-fight interview talk right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that post-fight job. interview talk right there, bro. But yeah, um, when did you start doing that? Uh, in San Diego, 
three years ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. So started in City Boxing, uh, located in downtown San Diego on uh, right off of C Street. <laughs> it's funny because I know my gym better than like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low key, like probably explaining you gotta get to my house. Actually, <laughs> yeah, like, so yeah. like I'm not too familiar with like um the training of boxing. I just you know I'm, like most people, I just watch the pay per views or I watch the fights and they're boxing. But like you know with other martial arts like karate, jujitsu, they have a belt system. Mm-hmm. How does boxing work as far as like? Is there a guy that says, okay, you're ready to do this now, or you're ready to be on this level? I mean, yeah, there's like a... Because you guys don't have like a belt system, I'm assuming, or like something of that nature. Not, yeah, not really. It's just all about like kind of like the way you look, and it's all, honestly, it's all politics too, you know? Oh, true. Because I mean, at the end of the day, boxing is is mainly just like a, a business. Yeah. Or especially professional boxing. <clears throat> Amateur boxing is a different type of beast too. Cause uh, yeah, it's it's all politics too. It, it sucks. I wish it was like the best people fight the best people, but it's not really like that. You know, it, there's a lot of like, i.e., <laughs> Mayweather, Pacquiao, fifty years later. <laughs> you know, yeah. <clears throat> that's very true. Yeah, I just uh, wondered if there was like any system like to say, hey, you're okay, you're graduating from this level of boxing experience to the next. Honestly, I'm, I'm, like the way I see it, I feel like. Amateur. The only difference between a professional and amateur is the the professional gets paid money, cash. Mm, you know? Yeah. Because there's some amateurs that would like give the pros like some, you know, they'll give them some licks. Yeah. These dudes have like 400 fights, you know, like. But uh, I mean, the only difference is, is like, well, I mean, the game style is a lot different than in the pros and in amateurs. Yeah. So am- basically, just the money separating. They get yeah. paid. Uh, pros get paid, and amateurs yeah. don't. Well, then you got the things that you can see, like. <clears throat> Obviously, one has a physical advantage, you know, like yeah. a lot more tennis, you know. And is amateur fights, all amateur fights have headgear? Yeah, mostly. But, uh, I mean, if you go to, like, places like in Europe, they'll, they'll just be going at it, too, you know. So. They don't give no fucks. That's what's up, man. Oh, let's see. Podcast number one, Free Love. You hear what that? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Free Love. We're going to add some, you know, special effects. What I do want to have eventually, and that's going to be kind of, you know, we got to build it up with like one of those uh, soundboards where you could like, that's kind of corny, kind of radio, that's kind of corny radio type thing, but like, you know, have like those drops where you could like, if we say something, you know, crazy and then boom, you like, uh, 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 you know, like Jamaican air horns and shit. Eventually, eventually. Yo, shout out. I don't even know where this is going to be on. This might be just on the pod, um, on SoundCloud, maybe. So. We're gonna figure all that out. <clears throat> we can we can throw it on SoundCloud, but we need that pro account, bro. <laughs> we need that pro account, yeah. We, we go ball our time and shit. We're gonna, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> after, uh, after each podcast, you gotta download it before it gets deleted, so we can put the next <laughs> one up. <laughs> hey, that's some that's some. Nah, we're, we're gonna divvy up on that. We're, that's that's ah, that's back that's backstage logistics right there. <laughs> we'll figure it out, but um, yeah, man, um. Let's talk about San Francisco. San Francisco. So, you just recently moved up here. I lived here my whole life. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I've seen San Francisco. I'm going to ask you about San Francisco. Yeah, I'm no the one, doubt. I'm the one that's like trying to, you know, it's only been like two months. Okay. Well, let's let's start off like this. What's up? You moved here, what, two months ago? Right, right. What's your impression or your previous impression of San Francisco before and moving here now? 
and I'll give you my little, you know, what's the differences Reflection. between, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I always went to San Francisco all the time when I was living in Reno. It was like the closest, coolest city. Honestly, it's like one of the coolest cities in the world. I mean, you know, San Francisco always had that reputation, I feel like, you know. It always had that independent and very artful movement, you know, so. Yeah. I was like, uh, I was always stoked to be up here. I mean, I always did some basic shit, you know, like hiding Ashbury type shit. Or yeah. I mean. I, you know, the locals do that too. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, that's like something you're expected to do. But when you actually live out here, you don't do that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we were talking about that the other day. Uh, like, I've, be completely honest here, man. I've been here my whole life. And I've never been to Alcatraz. Because <laughs> that's like, that's a very touristy thing to do. I mean, shout outs to people that go. Because, uh, I mean, that's an attraction. That's, you know, that's one of the, uh, that's one of the charms of our city, you know. Um, one of the attractions. So, that's people will go there, yeah. But, like, I've never been. <laughs> that, that, like, why would you want to go to a place where people weren't trying to go to back in the day? <laughs> exactly. When right? it was popping, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when capacity was at max. <laughs> That shit's hella funny. I mean, how much is it to get in, like, Alcatraz? Oh, man. I, I'm just going to give it a, a, a guess. 40, 40, 50 bucks? I don't know. I, like I said, I've never been. I mean, big I even, I, I, I'm pretty sure it takes <laughs> off around uh, the Pier, like, Pier 39 area. But, um, so your impressions of San Francisco is, uh, it's, it's a good one. It was a good one, yeah. I mean. Was or is? Like anytime I, you know, anytime I went to San Francisco, I felt like mad normal. Yeah. As far as like, I find that like, it's almost like intimidating in a sense to where like everybody is cool as fuck, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they just have their own thing going on. Mm-hmm. Like They're you like, can walk down, like just like for instance, you mentioned Hayden Ashbury. You walk down that street alone, you'll run into some characters, right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time, like I had to even take. I took like one step, like half of my body was still in the car, and I was already getting offered people like weed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, hey man, Hayden Ashbury, bro, it goes I down. I appreciate that. And, uh, I, there's this, I don't know if he still does this anymore, but uh, uh, there's a guy you can pay any amount of money. You can give him a penny to like like two stacks or whatever, and he'll he'll type out a poem for you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he does it in front of uh, the Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, yeah, he still yeah. does that. Uh, I mean, last time I was there, it was raining. Like last time we were there, it was raining, right? So, but I'm pretty sure he's still there. Like yeah, on yeah. the good days. I mean, what would happen if you gave that dude like, like twenty five thousand? Yo, like what kind of poem is he gonna write you? Uh, that's the last poem he'll ever write for him. <laughs> oh, I tell you that much. <laughs> I don't know what kind it is, but that's gonna be the last yeah, one he, he makes. With a typewriter. Yeah, and was like, and it's just like little haikus. Is that what I like? Little, you know, four, Low key, I think four bar joints. <laughs> me and the homies, we were, able to, we were able to round up like, I don't know, like five, ten bucks, something like that. Yeah. The fucking, he wrote us a little, I think it was like three stanzas type shit. Yeah, yeah. okay. Low key, like, hey, could you make the hook for my next song type shit? <laughs> Ghostwriting shit. That's like, if you really need the chorus plug. <laughs> Just stand on the corner on something. For sure. Dude, hey, that's Nash, the, That's the future of rap, bro. <laughs> Like Ghost Riders for Hire right on the streets. <laughs> if you got the plug, I got the got plug the... on hooks. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, yeah, man, so overall, good experience, good attitude, good outlook on San Francisco. Man, 
just living out here and I won't go into all the you know the politics that's that's for later on but like living here throughout my whole life it's been it's been fucking amazing to be honest because I the, here here's the thing <clears throat> I know that I'm super San Francisco or like I'm super Bay Area <laughs> when I go to other places and people will like figure out or you're from the Bay, huh? Yeah, not not even like I have to tell them like kind of like the language. Bro, I, I got speak. a story for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I speak like the, I guess we speak a certain way, you know. We have a type of like dress, dress, and you're like, oh, and you know, especially during the, like the mid 2000s when the hyphy movement was like super on and popping, and like anywhere you go, like everyone was wearing a Mac Dre T-shirt. You know what I mean? I was going to um, to Washington. Um, shout outs to. Um, Washington, I was up there, Seattle, and they was like, "Oh, you, oh, you from the Bay? You guys go dumb, dude, and this and that." You know, I'm like, "This is crazy!" Like, we got cats in suburbs listening to Mac Dre talk about popping fizz and all that. No, but you know, like living here is, it's. I mean, like you said, they have the charm is super free. I mean, like, let me. I'm talking about back in the days. I'm not talking about 2015, 14, 16, you know, now. Back then, I sound like an OG cat, but back back in my days, um, yeah, you can just feel, there's just this energy of the city that you can feel. I don't know. I mean, it's, if you could bottle it and sell it, you'd be rich, right? Like, it's a very electric type thing where you could go down the street and just vibe with certain people like you could just strike up conversations with people um your neighbors and it's just it was like back then before all you know the political all that you know started to go down it was a very like family only family audience because it, it has you know it's rough parts like any other city in america but you could just feel this like oh pride like i'm from san francisco and it's not that douchey type arrogant type pride you know what i mean it's like I'm from San Francisco, and that you know that's cool. That's that's tight. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, living here, bro. Like, just because I used to break, you know, <clears throat> break sure. dance in high school and shit. So like, I was able to experience that side of the city. You know what I mean? Like the underground hip hop of the city. And man, back when it was really like thriving, it was just something you couldn't match. That's but that was my experience in the city. I can only imagine like growing up in a city like this though, because I mean, it, I heard it's like a—is this true? It's a seven-mile radius. Yeah, seven-mile radius. We're not that big, man. That seven is crazy. Mile radius. Yeah, but it's just so much packed into yeah. one little, you know, a seven-mile radius, and it's—it's it's cool. There's like, and, and like, to be honest, there's a lot of places in the city I haven't even been to, you know, yeah. like just on the way, because I mean. A lot of this, a lot of the things that you need wherever you live is kind of right there, mm-hmm. in that you know, in that that area. So, so could you, could you break down like each area? Like, I don't want to be like on some. Man, man, I wish I, like I wish I really could. Like, okay, so I live in the Lakeview area. This is, I'm not too sure because they're broken down into districts, mm-hmm. but there's the. Um, I guess the Lakeview, Ocean View District, Ingleside District, uh, Bernal Heights. There's uh, the Richmond District. 
sunset i can, i don't know i'm not too 100 sure of like if these are the actual ones but yeah, yeah. there's hunter's point visitation valley uh you got the downtown area you got the you know the fidei district you know fidei financial district um Nopa, that's the north of Panhandle. You got Soma, south of Market. You just have like a lot of like different areas packed into this, like Cass said, seven mile radius. And there's just a lot of families and a lot of people living in these neighborhoods that like created this culture. You have a, you would have like um, these music jams at the beach when it's on and popping during the summer, where you see like dudes doing capoeira and like dudes like. Like emceeing over the drum breaks or whatever, you know, like it's that type of vibe. So you don't see too much of that nowadays. Like, what was the year that you started like seeing less of that? Man, kind of like when the fucking market crashed in two thousand eight, bro. Like, because mm. everyone was was feeling it. Yeah. That's when mad like houses were being um, what do you call it? Uh, foreclosed. Mm. A lot of uh, houses are were being bought by like you know more rich people and like prettied up and like sold in the market for like two times its worth. So that was kind of when you started seeing like yo, we gotta get out of here because it's getting hard to live here. This is before even people were like outsiders, not outsiders, but you know other people from other places started moving here for work before they started even getting pushed out. This is like, oh man, it's getting hard. I mean, San Francisco already was an expensive place to live, but it wasn't that crazy. And then 2008 hit, <clears throat> and then you started seeing a drastic change. Gas prices going up. I mean, and this is a driving city. This is not like a New York where you could just, I mean, you could bar it everywhere. That's our Bay Area rapid transit. That's our underground train system. And you could, you know, Muni, that's our um, above ground uh, bus service. But like, for the most part, a lot of people drive here too. And um, gas prices were getting super ridiculous. Uh, like I said, the living price of living was getting crazy landlords were <clears throat> telling people to move out you know what i mean getting people are getting evicted around that time that's when you started seeing the whole shift of like okay something's changing like here. the rich are getting rich the, the rich are, well yeah well that came around and i started noticing that like when the whole tech situation come through like 11 12 10 11 12 but yeah, <clears throat> it's been crazy, man. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that sit on a, on a different side of San Francisco nowadays. The, the, the views are a lot different. Um, but what can I say? San Francisco, man, at, at, the, at the core of it, there's still somewhere in the city. There's that, you know, that, that whole... The reason why I left, I I wrote, I left my heart in San Francisco. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's that, there's that. You know, the charm still there somewhere. I feel it. Yeah, I feel it's still there somewhere. You just gotta have this, I guess, resurgence. See, that's crazy that that you say it like that because I I can't really possibly know what that feels like because um. I feel like you know it way deeper because you've been here, you know, you grew up here, so you obviously you know the area like like one hundred times more, you know, so it's like 
but and the, but the thing is about San Francisco, you don't even have to like been living here for that long mm-hmm. to like appreciate or could understand what the locals do. Yes, yeah, like you, like you, like you just moved here and or you've been coming here and you get it. You oh, get yeah. it. You get it. You you know what I'm talking about. This like, is always one of the places I've always wanted to live. Even. Exactly. This, this is like <clears throat> moving here. It wasn't like. Yeah, it was all sudden, but it wasn't like, oh, like, hell, I, like, had mad things to think about, you know? Yeah, it's not like, oh, I'm moving to San Francisco. Like, oh, I'm moving to San Francisco. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Like, there's that still, I feel, and a lot of people don't feel this anymore, but there's that inviting quality that this that's still here. Mm-hmm. Like, I can um, see that, too. Yeah, there's still, like... Great shows that go down at the, uh, you know, with concerts or whatever, festivals, and you still have, there's still that. I'm gonna tell you what, though, like, people really know how to greet, like, you out here. For sure. I mean, it's like, like uh, you know, like, people randomly will just say good morning and, or hey, what's up? True. Or, like, how you doing? And some places I've been to, it's not really like that, you know? It's, more yeah. Like, yeah. You know, they kind of have to, like, scope you out right quick before yeah. they even have this, like, even uh, uh like think about saying uh, exactly you know? exactly yeah and i mean sometimes it confuses me because like i feel like people <laughs> want to have a conversation so i'm over here just like waiting for that next i throw in like three or four extra lines like hey, so like what'd you do today like that shit <laughs> no i was like no no saying hi is good enough bro <laughs> bro like they're just like i'm just giving me that look like i'm trying to go like move you know i got i, got <laughs> I gotta do my thing but nice to meet you, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, the city is going to be the city regardless of what happens to it. I mean, I hope in the future or, like, now things will change. And that's going to be it's gonna be one of those things where people have to rally together and make that happen. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, I'll save all my <laughs> personal opinions for that on a different podcast if we get to it. But um, what I want to know is, since I mean you moved from San Diego, mm-hmm. but your original home is Reno, Reno, Nevada. Yeah. What's that like? Because that's complete. Like from what I take from it, because I went to Reno a lot as a kid mm-hmm. with my family, and of course going over there, the point was to go for them to gamble. Mm-hmm. That's all I knew Reno was about, like gambling, gambling town. Like I don't want to, you know, throw shade on Reno, but like. Las Vegas number two You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. And that's what That's what I thought Or until I started You know Kicking it with you guys mm-hmm. And seeing The other side of Reno Away from that Oh yeah Cause I mean There's a big difference Between northern Nevada And southern Nevada Yeah bre- Break that down Break that down For I mean, people that don't like, know Dude it's honestly like How you compare Bay Area to like SoCal It's still It's both They're both California But way different You know what I'm saying Like like we both have like they both have like similar qualities and stuff but but you know you know SoCal and, and Bay Area is way different yeah but like like this is a very specific thing because oh, yeah. there's a gambling culture out there oh, what yeah. is that like growing up in in a city where like gambling is a thing yeah cause uh, dude like gambling is in um it's my specifically my family's blood because like even back in the Philippines my parents were involved in the gambling uh, industry mm-hmm so coming over here it was like almost like the only thing they knew how to do and so reno was definitely like one of the reasons why i mean reno was a place we had to move to because it was like there was jobs out there for for my parents 
and uh, like both worked in the industry longer than I've been alive. Oh, where, where? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, and that's like, like my mom was pregnant and she was dealing cards type shit. No shit, you was yeah. at, you were pregnant with you. Yeah, yeah, me. Nice, you were behind that dealer's table, dog. Yeah, something like that. It was just, yeah, yeah, holding it down. So like, um, has that in any shape or form kind of molded you guys or like, you know, you and the rest of the crew? And we're going to, you know, talk about what Tuna is later, but as for Cass, yeah, I mean, what, what's that like when like, has it been hard? Like, you know, as you get older, when you, you're able to gamble, it's like, oh, we're gambling this weekend. You know what I mean? Like. For us, we don't have like get like our casinos. Like you gotta drive out. Yeah, yeah. that's gotta be a day trip. You know what I mean? But like for you, it was like right, uh, you know, down the block. <laughs> I know when we like when we we're hella young. Like when you're under 21, that doesn't really like casinos are mad irrelevant for you. Yeah. Except for like Circus Circus, you know what I'm saying? That was like <laughs> shout out to the arcade there. Like anybody that know the about midway. Reno, <laughs> like anybody that went to Reno, especially anybody that was from the Bay, know about Circus Circus. Hell yeah. Especially when you're younger, that was like got the, all nah. sorts of uh, uh, you know plush toys from there. <laughs> <laughs> plush toys. Plush toys. Like from my experience, that was like where Reno cats went to go holler at Cali girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because though, yeah, that was just like, you know, like you'd always see like this is like teens, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be in, I wouldn't be in there right now trying to fucking. Yeah. <laughs> You'd yeah, be a but, fucking creep. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like that's well, that's what it was growing up. Like they they call Reno the the biggest little city. Yeah, yeah we're like yeah, Las yeah. Vegas number two. Yeah. Well, I mean, in my eyes, I mean, I mean, I'm no, pretty I mean, sure a lot of people. It's true. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. the thing is, there's not like a Vegas number three or four or five or six. You know. Shout so, out to so you will always yeah. be number two. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's it's like Vegas is already kind of like. Epic is, you know, by itself. So what's tight about Reno, it's like, uh, it's a more isolated type feeling where you can still have, like, this crazy, like, things going on. Like, you know, like gambling and all the bars and clubs or whatever. But it's still, like, a smaller city, so it's still more intimate. Yeah. So that's what's tight about in the... What's tight about Reno is the the climate and um, there's a lot of, like... It's kind of slipped on, but, like, the outdoors... Yeah. Stuff you can do in Reno because they have the river. Uh, there's like hella ski resorts. Like close to Lake Tahoe and shit. Yeah, like like Lake Tahoe's right there basically. Yeah, that my was, first my first encounter with snow was in Reno, and that yeah. shit tripped me out, bro. Because I was like, we don't get any of that here. You know, yeah. the the most that we get is a uh, hail. So when I first saw snow as a child, I was like, man, this is what those uh, Christmas movies were about. <laughs> bro, you know, and bro, we grew up like we got four seasons, you know, like yeah. That's just, that's just how it was, you know, growing yeah. up. So, so <clears throat> we know growing up as a, as a youngster, is it any different than, like, say, any other city, like, high school? Like, what was the, what was the culture like? What were you, get, what were you into? What was a young cast into in uh, high school? I'm honestly, like, I was, I felt like I was, like, a nerd. Nerd? <laughs> well, I wasn't, like, a nerd. It was just, like, I was a nerd compared to, like, what everybody was into. Okay. I mean, everybody was like in it, like, like mad basic shit, you know, like. I For mean, a little I, transparency, but, and, you know, not to like let out our age or anything, but we're kind of around the same age range. Yeah, yeah. Right. So okay, so I can feel you on on the type of shit that you're saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, Reno is like, that's locally, 
I mean, a lot of people come into Reno that, that, and we get exposed to, like, stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But locally, there's also, like, a lot of, like, you know, we're kind of behind also. Mm, okay. You know, like, when it comes to, like, just people that are not as open-minded. Because it's, it's, like, that's the thing. It's, like, a it's like a two-edged sword or whatever, you know? It's, like, we're a, we're a small city, but we have, like, this big city mentality. Yeah. And vice versa. We're a little city, but we're, you know, that's what, that's what's kind of, like, the thing about Reno. I remember the first time, one of the first times that I, I went out there and I kind of like took a look around rather than just like, oh, casino, like, you know, um, uh, Circus Circus. Um, I noticed a lot of like uh, people dressed like cowboys. Oh, yeah. Like, like Western, Western type gear. Well, um, being, you know, Asian, Filipino. Growing up in that type of uh, uh, um, environment, was there any like, I guess I don't know, racial tension? Honestly, no, not really. I mean, no. It was funny. I mean, like a lot of those cats were like really, like chill and respectful, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like you know, like those, because those are the guys who like they work on like ranches and they're not as they're not really like like rednecks or something yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. Well, that's so crazy to me because you guys are so like. You guys have the ranches, and but you have that city feel too. You mm-hmm. had the combination of both in like such a small, like area—not small area, but like so close together in vicinity—that mm-hmm. you experienced the kind of rural, rural life. Yeah, there's rural life, <laughs> and then, then also the, like a, the big city feel. Yeah, like a feel because it's just the downtown area. That's the only place that feels like that, you know. Oh, okay, yeah, but yeah. also not every not every place has a casino that's all done up like Silver Legacy. You know, they have themes. And, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. El Dorado, where it's like yo, that that first time I saw that shit in the middle of Silver Legacy, I, I stood there for about an hour, bro. I was like, <laughs> this is a show, money. yeah, this yeah. is a show right here. Yeah, you know, <laughs> even like in bigger cities, they don't have that shit, so it's like nah, yeah. And it was, it's like a unique place to live for sure. And yeah, I, yeah. I actually think it's it's gonna blow up even more, like because uh, a lot of people are moving like their distribution centers to Reno or to Nevada. Yeah, and now that was the next question I was gonna ask you because I came across a few articles where, uh, um, like a lot of like you said, companies are moving their stuff over there, mm-hmm. uh, like Tesla. A lot of you know workers are out there doing their thing. What have you heard from anyone that still lives there? Kind of like what the the climate's like right now. Like, oh, no. is there anything like going any anything similar going on here in San Francisco that's going on in Reno? See, I think this is like uh, I could see why the people in San Francisco wouldn't want it, but in, in a place like Nevada and Reno, we'd probably want that because it's not like we'd get pushed out of our like homes and stuff like that. Because there's so much stuff to like to be built or whatever. It's still such a small town. Yeah, that if they wanted people to like start moving there, they would have to build it, you know. <laughs> and that there's no, and that, and that's kind of what's happening right now, yeah. right? And honestly, building stuff over there is not bad. You know, everything is like literally like, if it's if it's longer longer than a ten minute drive, then it's hella far. Mm, okay. So everything's still within fifteen minutes. Even the long the longest point is still 15, 20 minutes max. Definitely like a driving city. You don't get around public transportation. Uh, you honestly could because it's not that big, but yeah. I mean. Okay. That's what's nice about Reno, because it's like if you really want to go somewhere, you can just go. You know, it's not like you gotta worry about parking and shit like that. True, true, yeah. It's Reno's tight, man. Like, like I said, like uh, before, I met any of you guys. The only um, knowledge of Reno to me 
was just the casino circus circus the buffets you know all that you know <laughs> the weather snow and all that shit but yeah meeting when uh kicking it with you guys out there and getting the local feel it just felt like home <laughs> like it felt oh, yeah. mad cozy like it i've been there before a million times and it's just one of those things like, i guess you, you just have to know people yeah, in yeah. a certain city honestly i feel like that's the same way with any city yeah because um I've lived in other cities where, I mean, I thought it was like kind of whack at first because I didn't know anybody. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, what am I supposed to do here? I don't, I don't know. Like, there's nothing to do. Well, it's it's really about like the company that you keep. You know, it's like they can keep you busy. You know what I'm saying? True. You can just you can be chilling in like in a room if if they're a good company, then you'll be entertained. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's and the, they, there's always gems. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the thing. You just gotta explore your surroundings. Yeah. You know, there's always like gems everywhere. Oh Any man, city. I just read on Facebook. I think I don't know who posted it up. Uh, um, someone from Reno posted it up, but uh, Sevens is closing. Oh shit! Yeah, did you know that? Did you nah. not know? Uh, yeah, it was on the list of like there was an article, bro. Um, list of bars that are closing and list of ones that are opening up, and Sevens is one of the ones that was about closed. to close. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, man. Yeah, for those that don't know, uh, we got some real history with Seven. Uh, uh, with two nine, we did our very first two nine show there. Yeah, and that was just like, that was a crazy like output. I feel like because I didn't really expect that. I mean, it was like our first show. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean I don't. I've never like. Is that the same same place that you guys had the very first show? Yeah, the very first inside, one. inside against that wall, yeah, small yeah. stage. Okay, so I didn't go to that one, and mm-hmm. we're gonna break this down more. We're gonna explain what we're talking about here, but Sevens is basically this. Uh, Cafe, not a cafe, like bar lounge, artsy yeah. type place, and it was like every capacity time I, like fifty people. <laughs> yeah, but it was tight though. That's what made it sick, right? Because you had capacity fifty people or a fifty to hundred people, but you had people still waiting outside mm-hmm. trying to get in, and that's what made it look dope. Right? It was like a fifty, but we had like three hundred people in there. Just <laughs> shit was lit. super over capacity. <laughs> no, but sure. like that's like that's one of the um, places that I. In my later years of going there, like with the guys coming up from here, Sevens is a landmark for me because mm-hmm. I know, like, oh, we're going to Sevens. Okay, let's go because I know that's a comfortable spot. Yeah, we we've done a lot of shit there. We like knew the bartender, bro. Like, like, yeah. like there's a lot of like shout outs to uh, uh, Chris and Nicole. That's where they got engaged. Oh shit! Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The proposal yeah. happened there. So you know, there's a lot of history with that place. But like, let's break down. The music aspect that <clears throat> between us and now we do. Oh shit, the fight's still going on. <laughs> it's just some visuals, you know. What I'm saying? It's like, it's some inspiration. So me and Cass are a part of this collective, collective slash family, more family than anything. Called Two Nine, and uh, spelled Steezy way. The number two N A I. But what it is is uh the word real in Tagalog, the Filipino language, real or true. And uh, basically, I don't, I can't say for a fact because that's, it started, the inception of Tunai is in Reno. So maybe you can shed light on that and like a brief history on how Tunai started and then I could come in with my side. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, so. Even like, even me being a, like part of Tunai, I'm still kind of like, I'm like, you know, kind of like all this. I, I didn't come in that much like earlier than uh, than Fibrock, but um, as far as my knowledge, it started off with uh, with uh, 
say I can't even know like officially the source, but yeah. I remember like Nico and Exo were like making clothes, mm-hmm. and they would uh, this is they're doing like a lot of custom, you know, like one-offs, just mm-hmm. like, and then like throwing like tunai on there, or making all types of stuff like paintings and like stickers and all that. Yeah. So I know that was like you know potentially one of the source, but I know there was other people that were like, you know, like repping tunai too. Yeah. As far as uh, this is all like all in Reno. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, for a while I think it was just like a lot of people were throwing it up, but didn't really have like a super amount of direction yet. Until, uh, you know, we were all we were all just hanging out, and then we all started getting into more like doing like like arts and uh, like making music. Yeah. I think when we we started getting more serious with music, it, it became like, why don't we use this like moniker to to kind of like label ourselves. Yeah. As like a, cause I mean, it, we were like pretty deep. And this is circa what year? 2009, okay. 2010. Okay. Like so, the, the, the birth. Yeah. Cause I remember, I mean, uh, like as far as when we all came together and we were like, yeah, let's really like run, run with this. Mm-hmm. Two Nine Means True was in 2009. Okay. I always just like, cause I always remember two nine two nine like yeah, 29. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's like, and I remember it was 2009. There you go. <laughs> so that's. Yeah. On May 29th. <laughs> hey, man. That's yeah. the anniversary. Yeah, so... Drink to that. Cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers. Uh. I don't know if you heard that, but... <laughs> So, around 2009 was the inception of, like, the official, official 2-9 crew. And, yes. um... What was the lineup for that? It was, uh... Yeah, what was the lineup for the first show? Shit. It was IFP. Infinity Front Pie. My, minus me. Minus me. <laughs> minus the vibe, bro. <laughs> we had Warren and Wesley Aguilar. Wait, yeah. was it Wesley? Was Wesley on that one? I'm pretty sure Wesley was on there, too. Yeah. But um, we had Last Lyricist. Hey, shout out to Last hey, Lyricist. That's, a, that's, another, that's like one of my first groups. So it's with... Uh, with uh, you guys performed Element. that first time? Uh, Yeah, that was the first time performing, too. Yeah. Yeah, because I've only all, I've like only like saw like a, a, a few footage, like a little footage of that, and I've never like seen the whole thing. So, oh yeah, I yeah. wasn't too sure of who was actually on the card. Yeah, that shit was crazy, dude. Like, <clears throat> like I never would would imagine. Was uh, was Jeff on that? Yeah, Jeff was on that. Uh, yeah. We had Crystal Cruz. Crystal. Yeah. Oh oh snaps. Okay, was that uh, Michelle was there too? Michelle Martinez. Oh yeah. snaps. Okay. Okay, yeah, this, this is oh, okay. Yeah, this is dope. <laughs> okay, we just got in our lane right quick. Oh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Crystal Cruz. Hey, if you, I don't even know if you'll be hearing this, but damn, you get to fucking be on Paradise like all the time. Yeah, no, I just commented to, commented on one of her pictures earlier, and she, our, our friend Crystal Cruz, we known her since I, I guess I've known her since two thousand eight. Uh, amazing singer. She was on one of these singing shows on um on the CW network. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to her. But she's doing like these cruises right now and just performing and just doing her thing. She's like in paradise like every freaking day, dude. Right <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's what's up. But um, so Jeff, last lyricist, IFP minus me, uh, the Aguilars, um, Michelle, Crystal. I think I said Crystal. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any more, but I think that's. Was that kind of it? I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. I can't really. Yeah. Wordplay. Did wordplay? Oh, yeah, wordplay. Word word Come I'm on, sure. man. <laughs> yeah, word, yeah, wordplay. Yeah. Yo, shouts to the bro Gino. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Iron Giant. You know, yes, his sir. birthday's coming on Saturday. 
Yeah, yeah. Or I'm on Saturday, but tomorrow. I'm turn ups on Saturday. Tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. The 22nd. Shout out. That's my. I, I, I believe we're Capricorns together. I'm not too sure how that works out, but <laughs> shout out to my January birthday brother, Gino. Um. So yeah. So <clears throat> that was kind of like the inception around 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like it was 2009. You guys had another show. Tonight means true too, which was outside. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is 2010. This is the next year. It had to be. Yeah, yeah. Or sh- yeah, okay. It had to yeah, be like early 2010 then, because uh, I was actually officially a part. So we were on the stage outside, right? Yeah, outside stage, and you guys killed it, uh, closing the show. Um, it was. Uh, I I got to get uh, go along to this one. This group That was group, a good lineup too though Rap group I was part of um, Called Infinity Funk Project Or uh, IFP for short It was four members In the group um, Me uh, Mikey Manifest This guy named Calvin This guy named Justin Shout outs to The crew um, Yeah this was the first time I was officially Actually A, a part of a, a, a Reno show And I've always heard stories Because there was other shows After Two Nine Means True, the first one, like little little small gigs that I that IFP was a part of that I wasn't actually um, able to go to for whatever reason. I had like prior engagements. I thought one of them was my cousin's wedding, so I for sure couldn't go. But um, yeah, man, from my experience on my side, Two Nine Man, like just to kick it off from uh, <clears throat> that Two Nine Means True Two, the second show was amazing man like i've never been a part of like <clears throat> for a little transparency i started recording raps in 2007 ifp was doing shows shortly after um we did like our first big show in san diego that's where we met crystal cruz our homegirl and uh, a lot of other people that would become friends you know that later was, on uh, in the year. with sherry with Sherry, yeah, Sherry oh, SD. Yeah. Shout out to Sherry SD doing her thing in the East of Washington, she's about to DC. Be the first female president. She best, <laughs> she's about to be doing big things in the uh sure. in the office. But um yeah, so 2000, man, I wanted to say late 2009, early 2010 was the uh second show, Two Nine Means True. And it was fucking amazing because it was outside, they had like brand going, um, just they moved it to the outside so more people could fill up the space. Yeah, it was a, it was cool. It was a real vibe. It was a free yeah, show. Yeah, and I've never been a part of like a musical collective of that magnitude. And there was a lot of us, man. There was a lot of us that was like in the in in the cusp of it, like just doing music and vibing. Carry on. Not even just music, like art in general, mm. craft, you know. And um, what was the lineup for that? It was uh. We're it was Michael closing up. Yeah, Michael Carrion. Shout out to Michael Carrion out in SD. Uh, Watch brother. Day was on that. Remember Watch Day? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what's his name? Uh, oh, forgive me. I don't remember uh, the sound. Which one? Break it down for me. Who's in that? That's part of 292. Um, wasn't uh <laughs> What did he do? Guitar. Oh my god, I'm I'm sorry. I forgot your name, bro. Or slipping my mind right now. A little a little alcohol. <laughs> Isn't the system some kind of like, you know. Shout out to Neil, man. Neil Soul. <laughs> Fuck. Hold on. I kinda clipped the mic on that one. Neil Soul. Fuck. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a long while. 
But uh, Neil Soul, Neil Soul had a solo uh, uh, performance. Yeah. Uh, I know he performed with both uh, Wash Day and Wordplay too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he had his um, thing in there. Hell yeah. Last lyricist. Yeah. You and Lonnie again. Shout out to Element. Um, and then that I one was a lot better performance for me. I feel like yeah, <laughs> I hella fucked up the first time. Yeah, that was like the first time rapping in general. Was it? Yeah. So I think I felt like the second time was a lot smoother. Yeah, but uh, who else um, was on there? Um, felt like we had more people though. It was like the day debut, like Justin Agana, like for two nine. What's the did something. She did something. Um. Man, I feel like the like you said, there was more people. Yeah, cause I remember, yeah, I remember that one. I don't know. There was a lot of performances because it went from basically day to night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, amazing experience. First time I've ever because uh, we've always talked through you know social media and stuff with the we know guys and like some you know SoCal people. And uh, this was the first time seeing everyone in the building or like together, so that was pretty cool. Um, an amazing day, uh, great music. Um, fucking uh, wordplay, the group that Cass is a part of, uh, killed it for the closer, right? Like, you guys did, um, your guys' thing was always know, to was break out uh, uh, poison. Oh yeah, that Is was that, like that's the thing, right? That's what we call the icebreaker. The icebreaker, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yo, you guys knew how to throw a party, man. But um, yeah, that was just an amazing day, bro. And like, uh, through the years, through the years, uh, I could say that it slowed down a lot. Everyone started growing, getting older, doing their thing, um, living life, uh, you know, paying bills. Yeah. But like, a lot, like. Still, music is being made like like we said earlier. I don't know if that what I said earlier is gonna make it on here, but shout out to our brother Jeff Jeff Burnett. Yep, he just released an uh, album a, few, a couple days ago. Went number 20, 25 around the twenties in the R and B and soul on iTunes. And I just saw a post earlier on Facebook on the Korean charts. He's dominating. Dominating number one. In Damn, number words. one in Korea. Yeah, man, steady. He's gonna be unstoppable in Koreatown, bro. <laughs> they know his name. I already they... see like fools like like Instagram like the Koreatown Instagram just comments on his shit. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you got like that? <laughs> no, cra- okay. So crazy little you know side story. I was there, um, just for uh, over Thanksgiving, I believe. I don't know. Um, and I was kicking it with like a uh, Jeff and um. Jeff and Esther, and uh, it was around Esther's birthday. So what was that? November or something. So like no, like November, okay. Um, yeah, and then uh, me, Jeff, and uh, homegirl Marielle, Angelo. Uh, huh, who else? What was it? Um, was it just us or no? <laughs> I forget. Uh, I'll come back to it. But. <laughs> We went to a local Korean uh, karaoke spot, or I guess just a karaoke spot. And coming down the stairs, I heard a tune overplaying on the overhead. And I was like, huh, this shit sounds familiar. Got closer. Guess what they were knocking? They were knocking Jeff Bernat's music, bro. (laughs) 
And it's a trip because it was like, we got down there and we started like, oh shit, this is my song. Jeff was like, this is my song. Like literally, this like, is my like, song. But like, I guess they took it as, yo, this is my jam. This is my jam. Like, so they didn't really trip. Like, yeah, yeah. That was like, that's Jeff Burnett. So we're going into the spot or whatever, a little booth. And um, it had, uh, you know, the booklet. Mm-hmm. And I just said, hey bro, wouldn't it be fucking funny if your songs were in here? Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, his songs was in there. His songs were in there. Two or three tracks karaokeed out. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, man, it was it was crazy. Who's oh Don? Shut fuck Don C. Shout out to Don. Don was with us. It was me, Rivals. Don, Jeff. Yeah, shout out to Rivals. Me, Don, Jeff, Marielle, Angelo. Damn. But yeah, and shout out to the like like I bring it. To reel it back in, you know, we got older, people started to con- continue to do music. Jeff being one of them. And man, he's whoa. Oh shit. <laughs> Shout out to Atlantic Star, always here forever. <laughs> um so we got music playing in our earphones right now. Cause we don't uh you know the ambiance. The ambiance music just for us. Can't so you guys silence, you guys yeah. can't hear it. But fucking <laughs> Star. Always here forever came on. But um yeah. I, I digress. Fucking shout out to Jeff. I'm mad proud of you, bro. See, I don't even know who's gonna hear this, but I hope all the homies. Like, no, really, yes, really... we're gonna push it to them because it's mad personal. It, they they can. We about to air out all your shit. <laughs> <laughs> the more alcohol we take in, bro. Trust. About to <laughs> trust air it all me. Out. <laughs> <laughs> the dirtiest of laundries. Nah, nah. No dry snitching on this bitch. They ain't gonna snitch, but we gonna definitely air out some shit, you know what I'm saying? I ain't a snitch. I'm an informant. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But so yeah, yeah, no, shout out to all, you know, all the homies, like Mikey, Mikey Manifest. It's like my cousin. Um, He just, he released something like a project not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, uh, you were part of that. Um, shout out to our brother key, Moose. You know Moose out yeah. in Las Vegas. Moose EF Baby, you know? Yeah. He's doing his thing out yeah, there. Yeah, we had this joint called Move to This. It was yeah. featuring, uh, it was Mikey's uh, song featuring uh, Moose and I. So. Yeah, shout out to Moose, man, because he's putting Las Vegas on his back. Right like that shit. Like, Yo, and, uh, matter of fact, we're going to play it right now. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, start playing that shit. And this is, yeah. Um, <laughs> and maybe when you, you edit it and just put a little snippet of it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Little, and then bring it back into, and welcome back. <laughs> and welcome back. Um, shout out to our brother Esther doing amazing work with selection. He was on the Jeff um, project too. Yeah, the Jeff project, uh, Burnett project. Meant- meantime, in the, in the meantime, in the meantime, that just came out a couple days ago. And um, Spotify, iTunes. man, so proud of that guy too because oh, yeah. making beats in his room to playing sold out shows. So like last week, he, he sold out the Avalon. Avalon. Yeah, that was man. his show. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's his first headlining curated show. That he, you know, assembled himself, and just mad, mad proud, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't like he doesn't really like like the title DJ and stuff, but yeah, I really yeah. like appreciate his sets. Yeah, because he definitely kills them. Like yeah. I know, cause, you know, I know this fool. Like I know he's not really trying to like make it on the DJ tip, but I mean, he's got to know that he kills it on the. It's all because it's all about the selection. That's he, the thing he, that, know, he knows some scratches. He yeah, knows some he, transitions. He, <laughs> he can cut it up. He can cut it up. 
but the, I mean, it's just like, so, like the thing that DJs like fuck up on, I, th- I feel like they don't pick the right songs for the moment, you know? Yeah, 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 definitely. They don't know how to read a crowd. And so, shout outs to our boys and our crew, mm-hmm. uh, fucking DJ Ghana, who rocked it at, uh, in Oakland oh, yeah. last Friday. Last Friday was my birthday. What so was that up, is, uptown? Uh, uptown in uh, Oakland. Right. And um, that made my birthday extra special. So, hey. shout out to the brother, Ghana. Uh, my boy, Dre B. He just had his birthday too. He played uh, a little small set maze, and it's all about fucking reading that crowd, bro. Right? Like, yeah. if he didn't charge fifteen hundred for thirty minutes, then he would have had a longer <laughs> set. But you know, what I'm saying they only could afford the. They can only afford the <laughs> intro, doc. <laughs> but yeah, man. So, uh, oh, how long is this going? Three months. Hour now. Yeah, nice. That was pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Man. Yes. Yeah, uh, you want to wrap it up? Uh, you want keep going? talking to Keep talking? Okay. Like yeah, extra content? Probably like another 30 minutes. Yeah, for sure. Because the, the first part of this recording was, yeah, was just like... Yeah, went through. You still got beer? Yeah. Okay, a little bit. <laughs> I might have to just sip it on this like little... <laughs> um, yeah, so... Wow, uh, where were you talking about? Oh, yeah, the music and DJing. Um, and excuse how loose this show is. Pause. <laughs> like it's ran really like you as if you were here with us and we were talking this shit shooting this shit and well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tie him into more like I'm gonna cut him to like yeah positive yeah like Cass is gonna do his thing on the post edit and make it sound more official but overall this like we said this podcast is just two regular ass dudes <laughs> like like we could be your homies right now <laughs> if we aren't your homies already you know what I mean <laughs> um yeah, uh, anything else you want to say? I mean, honestly, about? if you see us out in town, yeah. say what's up. Man. Say what's up. Hey, plug, plug, your, plug your social medias one time. Oh, uh, my Twitter is speak proper. Okay. You know, spell proper. So, you know. <laughs> all correctly Honestly, basically spelled? any type of, like, social media for me is all speak proper. You can hit, hit my Instagram, speak proper, uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, and for any of you locals that want to get down with cast, I mean. Cast. I got to meet you, like, probably, like, three times. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta buy me like lunch and dinner <laughs> and breakfast. <laughs> but the art will be done. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so where we can find where where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on basically IG, Twitter, under even Snapchat under um, Vibrock V I B E R O C, no K. Um, yeah, man. I take a. Low-key wannabe artsy-ass pictures on IG. <laughs> <laughs> the angles. The angles, bruh. Uh, you know, the young Visco Cam filters. Um, yeah. I mean, if you want to interact with us there, you can. if you want to shoot us some podcast, um, you know, like topics, anything that you guys are interested in. We're trying to... Interact. Interact. And we're trying to make this more broad. Like, we're not just doing this for, you know, shits and giggles. We're kind of actually trying to push this to be a thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, we're just trying to, like, connect with, like... At the same time, keeping it minimal, like, super minimal as fuck. And just, like, low-key. Just, like, keep it it comfortable. Because that's the beauty with podcasts. You know, it needs to be more raw, you know? Yeah. You don't know what could someone say, you know? Exactly. We don't have any sponsors (laughs) right now. Right now. So, you know... To cut us off and say you can't say that or there's no cussing because you know they don't like that on their brand but fuck right now we're, we're super live we're super raw fuck it 
Yeah, we on. So we on. Um, it's free love radio. Free love. Free, free love radio or or. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, free, did free did you podcast. have a free love free love radio though? Yeah, yeah, that was about. The, yeah, I called it free love radio. I yeah, know. like what? It, it's not even a radio if it's not consistent. Oh shit! I just <laughs> came out. <laughs> yeah. And like maybe one of the one of the times we can switch it up, like yeah. every ten podcasts, and do a music special one where we uh, have a it's curated music, you know? Yeah, curated music, or even maybe one day musical guests, like live performances. Maybe I could do a track. Maybe Cass could do a track. Like, fuck around and do a video one you time. Might, you never know. Um, we, <laughs> Mikey Manifest might come through and sing a little tune for you. You never know. Like when the homies are in town, you know. <laughs> yeah, we got a blog in the works also. Um, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, for a while, uh, Tunai was kind of, we kind of, you know, became uh, inactive for a while, but uh, we're all kind of, like, getting ready to kind of, like, push it out again. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, we were, you know, we were talking about the content today, and uh, we're going to go try to go for something like tunaitribe.com or yeah. something. Without without saying too much, because yeah, we don't... Too much. I don't want to, like, but like, jump the gun on it. Yeah, yeah. Without saying too much, give a little, I guess, a little taste. Like, I what, mean, uh, what could you expect? See, I mean, it's gonna be more like a blog. I know, like, blogs are kind of like a kind of an up in the air thing now because, like, people have like three seconds for attention. So six seconds if you're on a vine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, those Snapchats get like pushed through. You know, just keep pushing through them. <laughs> but it's like we we're we're just trying to like update it with uh with you know just quality content. You know, um, it's not like you have to always come to it every day. But uh, we're going to try to have it uh, re- um, updated regularly with new content. Hopefully a lot of original. But, you know, we'll be doing stuff like posting like music that we're digging or, you know, videos or anything that's interesting to us. So it should be cool. Yeah. Sorry, I was over here Snapchatting. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's going to be ran, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no format. We're just going to go for it. Hey, honestly, we've been talking. We've been chopping it up. We have We have no script. Yeah, fucking. We've been mouthing off for like an hour straight. Yeah, so. and, and and that's what it's gonna really be. We're just gonna have, I guess, preset topics, and <laughs> just shoot the shit about it, like our own parcel. And we're and don't get us wrong, we're not we're not any specialists like these other podcasts are, like celebrities or that. Like you know, they have a, a sports guy talking about sports and. You know, an MMA guy talking about MMA. We're not like no inside guys or anything. We're just two regular ass dudes. Like I said, I like to reiterate that. Just shooting the shit. And if we have an opinion about something, we'll we'll tell you, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it. It's also important that I feel like that we're broadcasting from San Francisco. Shout out to San Francisco. Yeah, because I mean, I also kind of want this to be more on a on a local tip too, where. We can really like promote this with to locals too, because I mean we'll be talking about like local type things, you know, but also not like alienating people that are not from San Francisco too, you know, because you know we like to travel and explore too. And here's the thing, like we want more um, of a community-based thing. So if this, you know, ever goes um, higher than we expected to, then we can have like. People in here, I guess. Right, right, say, yeah, you know, yeah. just. I'm mean, gonna have to have that chain of like three headphones, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Right here, but... Fuck around. This might be a live video. We might do like live calls. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there is no glass ceiling for a, a podcast that doesn't have any format. <laughs> Brother. Yeah, like... I mean, I feel like that's the beauty, too, because it's like, you know, you don't want it to be, like, the same every week or yeah. every month or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we're still trying to determine how long, we're like, how often we'll do this. <laughs> exactly. We're but, still trying to determine how long this one's going to be. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, we got to... Honestly, the work needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I mean, like, as a... For the most part, I think... And I think Cass could agree to this as well. If... Certain things are not talked about or not made uh, put into the discussion. It, there won't be any significant change, right? Mm-hmm. And and we're not on here trying to step on our soapbox and just like pound our chest and listen this to is me gospel. talk. Yeah, listen to me talk. But this is like like if you're just having a regular ass conversation with a homie and you guys so happen to talk about you know some serious issues. You're talking about it that That's good Because that means You guys are concerned And care mm-hmm. And on this platform Since this is We're trying to push this out If we talk about Some real shit From time to time And you guys want to chime in Let's have a discussion You know sure. let's, let's have a back and forth mm-hmm. And talk about Some things that You would like to see Change in this world Or any, anything It doesn't even have to be Super politically deep Or anything Yeah let us know how you feel Yeah like Like how are you how you doing? Low key now, I, I feel like we gotta set up like some kind of like email. Or... Yeah, yeah, I, that that will be one of the things that, like in the works. Everything's <laughs> in the works right now. We like decided this like right now. <laughs> Shout out to Cass. Cass is like the mastermind behind all this right now. <laughs> yeah, but like, like I said, this is the reason why we put our we uh, we put our uh, social media out there uh, in case you guys hear something that we talked about in the previous podcast and you want to chime in and you know let's let's bring it up for discussion let's talk let's let's talk for real talk this let's, is always you know conversation in a world that everyone's glued to their fucking phones true <laughs> no one's talking anymore well you know what's funny too is because that like stuff like this we gotta like take advantage of it because people are on that technology yeah because um, I mean, this is why I even mean, we you know we all have that voice that needs to be heard and and shouts to technology because it gives us that <laughs> shouts to technology that plug, <laughs> you know that plug into it yo oh yeah okay. no finish finish <laughs> uh, I'm finished okay <laughs> my bad um speaking of technology where were we CES um, <laughs> I like last week bro CES 2006 crazy for those that are I don't Steph know motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> hold on one, one day they might be paying for this shit <laughs> I know right um I, do you even know what CES stands for I'm guessing consumer electronics I don't want to be I don't want to say show let's <laughs> <laughs> see too simple but uh, whatever that is um whatever the, it stands for my man's about to do a fact check um Oh, yeah, you're fucking right. Con- Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, me and Cass were there. Well, Cass was there longer because he works for uh, said company. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was out there for a week holding it down. But, uh, you know, when we say shout out to, techno- to technology, man, so much innovation in one room, in one area, bro. I see that too, but I also see a lot of like the tech companies are like really trend based now. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, like, yeah. Like, like that one area. Um, one of the halls was just straight fucking drones. It was nothing but drones after drones, and I was like, 
I'm amazed by them, but after seeing like 20 in a room, like, yeah, it's overkill, bro. Like, I get it. You're getting your product across, but hey, fuck. Have more shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, see, honestly, I, I can't really speak on it because I haven't really even flown a drone yet. <laughs> so I don't even know the difference, you know. I'm pretty sure they got like different types of like, like handling and. You know, the feels of, like, each drone probably feels different. But yeah. Like, I, I mean, I've never personally flown a drone either, so that might be, the like, the greatest thing of all. Yeah. But I know, like, that's kind of funny because I know that, like, drones was a trend and also the VR, like, Oculus-type goggles-type things. Uh, yeah. But, hey, that shit is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, me and Nagana was out there. Shout out to Nagana and Mikey Manifest. We was out there uh, perusing around, checking out all the latest, you know, gadgets and gadgets. And that Oculus Rift, man, I'm telling you, uh, it's ridiculous. And like they innov- like innovated it with like gaming, with like the whole 360 degree feel, changing the game, bro. Changing the fucking game. Yeah, I tried the the Sony version, the virtual reality, the Sony VR. How was that? Um, the demo that I played was similar to House of the Dead. Have you? Do you remember that game? Oh yeah, yeah. arcade. Shout out to House of the Dead. Sega, uh, Sega CD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was it was um, it was pretty crazy because if you look around, like if you look like towards the ground and like to your left and right, you can see like you're looking bottom. towards the ground and left and right. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like literally, you know. Because I saw some other like VR or like Oculus type goggles. It was more like. Watching it on a screen versus ah, like a, a versus full 360 reality, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, the Sony one was cool. I feel like they're <laughs> making it because out of necessity because it's gonna hit the market and they don't want to be like the ones without it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that's the thing. Once one of those innovative products hits the market and everyone starts doing it, having their own version. Yeah, you don't want to be on that wave that like. Exactly. You don't want to be the guy that has to sell your shit for you know ten. 10 times lower the amount <laughs> like after like everybody made their money exactly exactly like, yeah so, but, so. Uh, that, that game like I saw, we were watching this one guy and I think he was just so amazed of what was happening that he wasn't even like playing the game he was just stuck looking around in this virtual world <laughs> being able to walk and like pick up a gun or he already was having this light light gun yeah, like like a light you could gun see that rifle motion, yeah, yeah but like he was like turning around and you could just tell like he was in shock because like <laughs> you know, here he is in a room full of uh, like a warehouse full of people and he's in a different world right right and it's super immersed 360 degrees um you know standing up crouching left right waving your hands like and, and walking They have this little platform That you can walk on And It's ridiculous I mean, I, I'm pretty sure There's a lot more techni- um, Technical terms For these things mm-hmm. That's some fancy ass shit though <laughs> <laughs> I know Dude Video games have gone a long way Man I'm still On my You know WWF No Mercy On the N64 <laughs> bro Come see it one time No create a character No create a wrestler <laughs> Wait, you play with uh, just like the normal cats? Oh, I mean, you can come see me with some normal cats and I, you'll get seen. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, man. What was like the, the craziest thing at CES that you saw? Oh, definitely it has to be the uh, 
the drone that you could fit a person in that you could fly yourself. Oh damn! Yeah, there's this um, and I'm. They had a little, this video package in the back behind it, and I, uh, me, Mikey, and uh, Agana was watching it. It was like a 15 minute presentation, mm. and um, bro, like two people died <laughs> in the making of that thing. Like the like the dev- the testers and developers? yeah, the testers and developers. I'm thinking like it's and it, and because uh, it was in Chinese, it was um, another uh, language, so I'm assuming that's they were his homies, like childhood growing up. Uh, as far as like but they were close mm-hmm. and in the development of it like they needed you know obviously you needed to put someone in there to you know try it out and man two people died bro and I guess he continued the work in their honor Damn. and the way and it's funny was coincidentally the city they use in the virtual world was San Francisco oh shit and they just had a bunch of like these little uh, black and white little one man drone helicopter type thing small like big enough to fit in this room and this room's not that you know this room's sizable but you know you right. can fit that motherfucker in here <laughs> and they had like 20 of those flying in the video like yeah. virtually you know and what you do is I guess there's no really man controls like where you need to like pilot it yourself mm. it's connected um, via whatever through like an iPad mm. and on the pad on the on the screen it will have like the map of this, you know, like when you're doing ways or whatever maps. Yeah. Where you, you have a go. start point and you just draw, like connect, connect the dots to where you want to fly to, mm-hmm. and basically that's where it's gonna take you to. Okay, so it's like autopilot. It's autopilot, but that's so scary. I mean, like I'm scared as shit to do autopilot dri- uh, driving a car. Cruise control. <laughs> Cruise control on a car, let alone in the air. A lot of questions. Safety, of course. Um. How the technology will get you there, um, you know, the fly zone restriction. How they're gonna break that? You know, how they're gonna deal with that? Like, there's a lot of no fly zones, especially around buildings, especially after 9/11. For sure. So yeah, it's gonna be pretty interesting to see if they can get this, you know, no pun intended, off the ground. But I mean, it would be amazing. I mean, I don't know. Be like the new hoverboard. I don't know if you'll catch me in it right away. <laughs> eventually, who knows? But. Cause I'm pretty sure that's gonna be sh- like the one percenters of the one percent gonna be like owning them shits, but you're gonna be like, yo, look at those fuck boys in those drones <laughs> <laughs> flying overhead and shit. Where you, where you then going nowhere? <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, man, there was a lot of like, and just like even with music, there was like hands-free drums that you know we were looking at. I'm telling, I'm gonna tell you one thing. I'm glad I I didn't really see no like. Like hoverboard type shit. Yeah, you, you're not. You're not. That's into not segue. <laughs> Those are the people working there, though, bro. Like, <laughs> they needed that shit to get around. <laughs> well, shouts. They're like the OGs, segue. But yeah, yeah, the ones with like, uh, you just lean forward, like on the um, that weird Al Yankovic. Uh, you see me rolling, like, um, but. What were we talking about? Because I feel like the the hoverboards and the segue. Yeah, They have the same. Um, I have a thing with the, the term hoverboard. They're not really hovering. They're on yeah, wheels st- still. Still. Wheels still. Wheels. Wheels still. <laughs> but you've seen those videos of like uh, the actual hoverboards over like like nitrogen or whatever. Kind of like. like I Lexus, seen... Lexus has it. Oh, really? Yeah. 
I only seen the one of like that fake video, like Schoolboy Q, <laughs> where his sweater was like super like bulky and shit because there was that harness on him. <laughs> yeah, that was goofy and shit. But um, yeah, no. Uh, t- look up the Lexus hoverboard, and you'll see. You'll trip yeah, out. Le- <laughs> it's yeah, it was like under Lexus or whatever. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, all these like. Other hoverboards, the ones with the wheels, they're starting to blow up because people are like overcharging them now. Yeah, it's so mad, like mad, dangerous. You gotta, you gotta be careful, man. If you have one of those, first of all, why do you have one of those? <laughs> and uh, second of all, if you do have one of those, don't overcharge them shits because they will catch fire. We just took a little uh, a little break to watch this uh, real uh, uh, low key real hoverboard made by Lexus. Lexus of all companies too. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the Lexus trust. Like, hey, shout out to like that's for me. That's like the entry level luxury car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like that's that you. See, you can get a Lexus and you like, yo, that's cool, but like, it's still, yo, it's a Lexus though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to get one of their, um, their like half hybrid, the hybrid electric. Yeah. Hybrid electric. Like, they have one of those? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure all car companies might not have one of the yeah. hybrid, hybrid type joints. I mean, if I might have a, a hybrid electric, I might as well have a Lexus one, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, hey, you're in the city to do it, man. You get like you get like tax breaks and shit off of it, you know? <laughs> saving that energy, but like still in style and shit. <laughs> That's the only reason why. That's like the same reason why I bought my my other Lexus because it's like I'm driving a Camry, but at least it's a Lexus. You know? <laughs> so. That sounds like that sounds like a commercial right there. <laughs> Shout out to Toyota. <laughs> but um, what do you call it? Uh, we didn't even plug our SoundCloud. Well, I plugged my SoundCloud. Oh, okay, yeah. Talk about um, you want? I mean, do you want to talk about the music, the type of music you do, or? Yeah, we could probably you could probably end on that note. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That sounds good. Uh, as far as the music I do, I mean, I always was like, you know, really, really uh, like into like hip hop and stuff. So, I mean, a lot of the stuff I make is like, uh, I'm a beat maker, so I make like a lot of beats. But it, it came from the necessity of uh, being a rapper. Yeah. And uh, needing like original beats, original content, yeah. You know, so uh, I started making beats from needing beats. Mm-hmm. Um, now I feel like I can almost make beats more than I can rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's like I don't know. Sometimes you just don't really have shit to say. You know? Was was your the beginning of your musical like recording like recording career? Let's say the beginning of Two Night, or was it completely separate? It was like before, I mean, I grew up uh, playing in church, the uh, church band, uh, played bass, and uh, I mean, I wasn't like super good at it, I mean, uh, I'm like, I'm, so, I'm thankful that they, they started teaching me and gave me that, that foundation of like, to love playing music and, and like, start like grasping the concepts of it, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I didn't really, you know, I was like in high school, so I was like more like into doing other stuff, Yeah. which... I thought I'm like now thinking about it I was fucking stupid for. 
you know i should have yeah. just kept going with it but uh, i mean it's never too late but yeah i think at that age or like when you're a kid you're like that's the last thing you want to do is like oh learn music you learn well, here's funny. another thing to learn and we're already at school like yeah it's cool yuck you know we just want to go out there and play yeah, <laughs> play playstation or something yeah yeah you just go out and hang with the homies and shit and you know stuck in a room behind a piano or behind a guitar but like in retrospect like man how much of that could have been a thing i mean nowadays i feel like that's what kids do a lot yeah yeah like they have a I don't know, like, like those mentalities now that they could possibly blow on YouTube. <laughs> well, not only that, like, think of it like the age we're now. Mm-hmm. We're like parents. Mm-hmm. We're parents, you know what I mean? I was like tripping. I was like, did it stop recording? <laughs> I, was like, um, I was like a ventriloquist on this picture. <laughs> so, uh, like, yeah, the. The age we're at now, we're parents. They're uh, parents our age. They're raising kids. You know, they didn't get that uh, 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 musical background as a kid that they wished they had. Mm-hmm. Now they're, you know, vicariously living through their kid because they're putting their kid through music and recording them on YouTube. And That's whatnot. what I have a fear of too. Like I don't want to, you know, like say like I don't get to a certain level I don't want to be living through like my kids by like, pushing yeah. up something that's like yeah that's important to me yeah well I mean it's not I guess we wouldn't say living through vicariously through them but more as like spreading the love of the craft yeah, true yeah I mean that's why I'd, I'd want to do it you yeah, know? yeah yeah definitely I want definitely. them to genuinely like actually like doing it you know? yeah not forced upon yeah, yeah I mean that's as far as like music and, and my background I'm not like you know the craziest I feel like I you know I got in where I where I got in where I mean I know a lot of people that are really good technically playing like like playing an instrument or whatever but they can't put together a track mm-hmm. and I feel like you know I can put together like a decent one it's not like you know like I like mastering and mixing is still like you know I still learning a lot of stuff about that but yeah I don't know like doing this for like six years now so it's like at a certain point, you kind of have a a feel for where you want to go as far as direction. So it's it's been cool. It's, it's like you know, and uh, my SoundCloud is uh, Speak Proper. So uh, search me on there. It's, I'm probably gonna concentrate more on rapping and stuff. So we'll see where it goes though. But uh, yeah. Well, uh, put- uh, like any musical influences outside of like you know your your early upbringing in it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I always like listen to. You know, like Jay Dilla, or I was always like really influenced by smooth shit. You know, like yeah. I'm not like you're a smooth guy, man. <laughs> nah, like, so if you if you listen to his music, you can tell you could you can find out what I'm talking about. This guy's got a real, real chill, relaxed vibe, but yeah, like, like still hitters though. You know, yeah. I mean, I've been trying to explore with this new style of like um, kind of like it's not it's still chill, but I'm trying to like be more turned up. Mm. It sounds like kind of kind of weird, but hey, man, that's you. Yeah, so that's you. So we'll see how it goes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but uh, tell me, but tell, tell tell them about your your music. Oh, um, let's see. Never was I never had a musical background as a kid. I never did, you know, learn how to play the piano or the guitar. I never did the piano recitals or whatever. But I was always into um the hip hop music and rap music as a kid. Growing up, um, <clears throat> going to school where I went to, music was heavily like a part of like our 
I guess you could say the way we bonded amongst our amongst my friends. Shout out to St. Dominic's in the Fillmore District. Um, class of '99, what's up? <clears throat> but um, yeah, it was something I've always listened to and know like. Before then, I couldn't remember what I guess like night rock, <laughs> whatever my uh, my mom was listening to at the time or was in the car. Mm. But like I gravitated to rap because that's what the common bond between me and my friends were. So just listen to a lot of it. And uh, like I said, the golden era days were like you know the mid '90s, early '90s, a boom bap, and that was like we were growing up on. So that was extra special. In retrospect now it's like amazing because mm-hmm. you know it's, it's totally different <clears throat> but yeah like I guess writing poetry at a very young age got me into like the rhyming form never written, wrote in, in like bar form or like rap form but just always writing poetry found out that was like a cool little outlet for me mm-hmm. and then like later on I guess around uh you know like you rap with the homies and shit like you get go to a party have yourself a little cypher mm-hmm. you know kick little bullshit freestyles or whatever you know what that's like right yeah yeah like what's a party without a freestyle exactly party? exactly you, like the freestyle was like right at the entrance at the door and you know shout out to Drew for you the only difference nowadays is if you're in the cypher someone's gonna hand you a mixtape <laughs> exactly or like tell you to download his shit or or, or they might just call you out on some shit. Oh, you just yeah, never yeah. know. If it's not with the homies, you might get stepped to by another nicer cat. And yeah, for you real. Have to, you know, that's what it is, though. You know, it's like touch your metal right there. I mean, that's how it should be. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's pure battling. That's pure hip hop right there. But like, um, two thousand around two thousand seven, um, like I mentioned, we meant I mentioned earlier. I was a part of this group called IFP. Originally, it was a three man group with Mikey Manifest, guy named Calvin, and um. Our bro, a uh, bro, uh, my man Jay, Justin. <clears throat> they start. They they made like two or three songs, and I was chilling at the homie Drew's house. Shout out to Rufio again, and they were playing that shit. And I was like, yo, that's pretty tight. Like, it amazed me. Like, yo, that's you guys are making rap music. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Where it's like your own voice. And- exactly, and um, <clears throat> Mikey, Mikey Manifest. He was like, one day. Did you ever want to hear yourself on a track? Did you ever have a curiosity? I was like, excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, I've always wondered. He's like, yeah, uh, we have an open spot on this song called Love Education over this, uh, I forgot what beat it was over. I want to say it's like a Slum Village beat or something, like a Dilla beat, but had an opening. I already had a ver- I had verses in my phone. At this point, I was writing raps learning how to write raps in bar form in like 16 bar form and wrote it I mean I had it did my thing on the microphone heard it back sounded fucking horrible <laughs> I, I, I this is the first time I've ever heard myself on outside of my head really right like and they say you sound totally different in your head than you do to other people I never like no one told me I sounded like this. Sounded super nasally, like you can hear right now. Um, raspy, uh, like a light register in my voice. Like it was super weird, super weird. <laughs> that young light register. You know, like it was super weird to hear. But 
I kind of dug it. I dug it because they dug it. And after that, you know, long story short, I joined the crew, started doing this music thing more. Took uh, took up a lot of the time. Uh, you know, sacrifice uh, a relationship or two. <laughs> hey, that's I, just real. Exactly. I mean, comes with the territory, right? Mm. And um, yeah, man. Ever since then, you know, the music's been like. Uh, I guess I would consider myself like a bar bar type guy that I like to. Well, it, it's changed. Like before, I want I wanted to always bar the fuck out over everyone, no matter <laughs> if it was the crew. Yeah, if it was like a smooth song. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like oh, I was super going in, trying to like burn this motherfucking track. But now it's like I've learned how to like write correctly over and like added you know the proper pauses and <laughs> not double time everything like everyone does when they first try to rap. <laughs> um, yeah, that's basically it, man. And ever since then, just been doing my thing. I just recently got into beat making. And shout outs to the shout outs to the homie. Shout outs to Cash right here, and you know Esther, Jaybird, Moose, um, the, the guys in the crew, because those are the ones that inspire me to make you know the beats. And I, I got into that because I was hitting a lot of um, writer's block with mm-hmm. the raps, and I was like, hey, let me try this out, and. A year into it, half a year into it, man, like taking it seriously and learning the trade. I like to say I made one or two decent beats. So, hey, shout out to y'all for uh, you know sharing the knowledge and all the you know all my other influences out there. I don't want to go, you know, start name dropping, but just hip hop as a whole. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're all students of the game, you know. Always, always a student, bro. There's ne- sure. never a time where you become. Hey, where can we find your? Um... Your music. Say uh, Vibrock, uh, soundcloud.com slash Vibrock, V-I-B-E-R-O-C. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Um, just good. I mean, it's overall cool music, cool hip hop shit. You know, I don't do in any of that like new new style, although I, sh- I would love to try. Maybe I'll try it out with you on your, you know, trap trapped out beats and shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, just uh, make it good music. It's not, and it's not. It's one of those, if our music somehow gets out to the right hand and, and they dig it and they fucking blow it up, then dope. But it's more just for people to to take, enjoy. <laughs> That's what's up, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's always that, uh, you always got to just make music just to make music, you know? So yeah. I feel like if, a lot of people make music because they have the potential to, like, get fame or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, initially, it kind of starts off like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of yeah. have the... I mean, especially... You know, with the with the buzz that you guys got in back in Reno, like you guys mm-hmm. shot it pretty fast, and it was that was kind of an attainable thing, mm-hmm. or like at least in our eyes. But as time gets old, or, you know, time goes longer. It's still attainable, you know. It's oh yeah, it's all attainable, but now it's more or less of a focus and more of a bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like I know what you mean. I kind of want my shit to be like, here's my music, and if you fuck with it, dope. And if someone else that's like bigger out there fucks with it, even better. Or not even better, but that's dope too, and that's a bonus. If I make money off of it, cool. That's even a bonus as well, you know. For sure. Damn, we we like two hours in. <laughs> hey man, you get a little beer in the system, a little alcohol in the system, and you just start shooting the shit with the good homie. This is what happens, man. Yeah, we gonna try to do this more often though. Yeah, I, um. A weekly thing? Try a, like, try a weekly thing. And we just try to make content, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just content. Whatever it is, media. <laughs> <laughs> media, media format. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, we those uh, type of sites where you just find every first podcast, free love podcast, F R E E L U V. My name is Vibrock. I'm Cass. We don't even have a URL for you yet. <laughs> so you won't see this where you see it. <laughs> we might fucking hand this shit to you in your pocket to hug it. Like, email. <laughs> fucking. I might be at the gas station talking about, yo. Hey, do you like podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> for real, though. Yeah. Hey, what's up, homie? Do you like podcasts? <laughs> but you know what the deal is, though. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to, like, move away from saying shit like you would hear on a radio show yeah like those certain words you know yeah but I mean like for now it's gonna be something that comes natural to us cause that's what we hear but yeah, like yeah. We're gonna think, we'll get more creative with these little you know <laughs> intros and close and outros and whatnot. but for now I'm Vibrock I'm Cass and this has been Free Love <laughs> and this is the Free Love Podcast Free Love